Welcome to the Explaining Albania podcast with me, Alice Taylor. Today, my guest is Arieta Puzza, who is a, a young Albanian entrepreneur. Um, I came across her story um, in the news, and then it turned out I knew her sister, who said, you have to interview her. And I thought, yes, I definitely should, because she's achieved an awful lot at a young age. Um, and I thought it was a very inspiring story to share. So good morning, Arietta, and thank you for joining me. Good morning, Alice. Thank you. Um, could you just take a moment? I mean, I've sort of given a bit of an introduction, but can you... Tell me about yourself, where you're from in Albania, etc. Um, so, I'm Arieta Puzza. Uh, normally, I'm a computer engineer as a profession. I lived in Turkey like 25 years. And mm-hmm. I came uh, back five years, four years ago to Albania. Normally, I'm from uh, Dibra region in Albania. Mm-hmm. And I am co-founder of company Timac, which produces ambulances, fire trucks, and other kind of superstructures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you, I mean, you, you are a co-founder. Um, yes. how, how did you decide to start your own business? Uh, actually, we had kind of similar family business in Turkey and I wanted to come back uh, in Albania and uh, to start a similar business in Albania. Mm-hmm. So uh, I take this initiative four years ago and I just decided to come here and I started. That's great. I mean, I started a business myself some years ago and it's quite a scary sort of thing to do. You know, it's a big step to take. Yeah, yeah definitely. Especially even though I'm Albanian, I never lived in Albania and my language language was not enough and I had no network, so it was a bit hard. Wow. So you came back, you didn't you weren't so familiar with the language because you'd been away you didn't have a sort of network and yes. you still decided to start a business yes definitely <laughs> well that's it's a brilliant thing to do can you you mentioned that your business um builds uh, sort of creates ambulances and other sort of things can you tell me just a bit more about the business uh, so we have like a conversions and superstructures normally uh, I mostly do produce here the conversions like ambulances we take them as a one and mm-hmm. we convert them to ambulances or police ones or prisoners mm-hmm. ones like that okay now, you recently provided quite a number of ambulances to the government, didn't you? Can yes, you uh, we provi- provided like 36 ambulances for Albanian uh, Health Ministry. And yes. we, they all were uh, made in Albania and mm-hmm. produced by Albanian uh, employees. This is brilliant. I mean, that's a huge achievement um, for your business as well. Yeah, yeah. How did you, I mean, without going into sort of too much detail, but how did you manage to get such a good um, contact? You you said you didn't have a network when you came back, and yet you managed to get an excellent deal with, with the government. I mean, that's brilliant. Uh, uh, to be honest, Albania is a small country, and uh, if you start to do a good work, uh, even in a few months, uh, people can hear about you. Yes. So uh, I'm very professional and uh, I do with a very discipline my work. So mm-hmm. I think uh, customers just uh, talking with each other. Uh, mm-hmm. Albania, small country, and the networks uh, works very fast here. Yes, I mean that's great. So aside from the health ministry, who else have you sort of worked with? Are you able to share? 
sorry? Who else have you um, provided your services to, aside from the health uh, ministry? To many municipalities, like Tirana municipality, Kukas, Lege, and uh, again, we work many times with uh, ministries, interior ministry. Great. So your decision to come back to Albania has been a success? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, now you said when you, you spent so long in Turkey, what was it like coming back to uh, Albania? I was missing a lot Albania, so it was mostly happiness and I was very yes. happy that I'm, he I, I'm here. Also, I had kind of dream to make like a made in Albania products from Albania yes. and to introduce them to a board. So I came with a dream, so I was happy that I had a chance that I can uh, build a dream. This is great because you hear so many people that have ambitions and ideas and business plans and they end up leaving Albania, not coming back to to realize their dream in Albania. So this is really nice that you, I mean, you could have stayed and done this work in Turkey, but you decided to come back to your home country and to employ local people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> So what's the next step for your business? Uh, so we already opened new branches at Balkans and uh, we would like to widen our branches in European countries for now. Great. As I said, uh, the main uh, goal of uh, opening, starting this business was made in Albania products to introduce mm -hmm. it uh, worldwide. So uh, I, I want to widen our branches also in many European countries. That's great. To get the Albanian name known for sort quality. Of quality yeah. Exactly. That's great. So where else in the Balkans have you opened branches? Uh, till now, Macedonia and Kosovo. And we are great. also preparing for Montenegro now. Oh, this is excellent. Um, that's really good news. And so from these branches, you will be exporting products in those countries or to other countries as well? Yes, yes. Uh, generally, we are exporting from Albania to there, but uh, yes. also from other countries, it would be possible. Yes, that's great. So you hope to expand into the EU in the future? Yes, definitely. Which countries do you have on your, on your list? Uh, for now, uh, my number one is uh, Germany, <laughs> mm -hmm. because it is the biggest rival, kind of, so, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, rather than picking a country which is, doesn't have competitors, you're like, okay, I'm going to go right to where my biggest rival is, and yeah. I'm going to try and beat them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I love that. That's <laughs> the best attitude to have. <laughs> So, in the next five years, you see yourself beyond the borders of Albania, in Germany, as the number one supplier of these kinds of vehicles, um, but you want to retain the business in Albania as well. Yes, I also would like to have in future social impact projects in Albania. Okay. So, mm -hmm. after widening and putting the, uh, the business in, uh, I don't know how to say like when it is will be ready to be driven by other people i would like to yes. be in a social impact projects also in uh, my company i would like to see more uh women uh, so ah, brilliant so yeah we will have such kind of social impact projects because i i imagine this kind of manufacturing if that's the right word yes yeah. it's quite a male 
dominated industry sector, isn't it? Yeah, and we will be radical and we, it will be more female dominated in Albania. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I mean, women, uh, we can multitask. We can do more than one thing at one time, you know, we're <laughs> you know, suited to any kind yeah, of work. I, I'm looking, for example, for electrician who is a woman. Yes. So I, in my company, I'm trying for all profession to find a woman. Yes, I imagine that's quite difficult. Yeah, it's a bit difficult, but not impossible. <laughs> yeah, nothing is impossible. I wonder why, why do you think women don't choose these kind of professions so much in other? Uh, I think it's uh, prejudice and the, the traditions that they grow up. I mm -hmm. think this is the reason. But when they see that there is nothing to be... Uh, a woman who is electrician or I don't know to make a male dominated works uh, mm -hmm. they can do it you know I read a story the other day about this Albanian woman she's 20 years old uh, Erisilda Selai is her name she's a boxer um, like a huh. fighter you know she does it professionally and she was she's from Skodra and she was talking about how difficult it was to get people to take her seriously as a as a boxer because you know this is something that women just are not expected to do yeah 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 i also do as a hobby boxing so i do know you? that feeling yeah ah, <laughs> great are you are you sort of fighting alongside other men or are there other women that take part uh, well, men because there's not very much women in the boxing <laughs> Wow. And how do they, what's their reaction when you sort of walk in? Uh, in the beginning, they think that uh, you will leave the, there in one week. And later, yeah. after a few months, they take you very seriously. Yeah, well, <laughs> It I is the imagine. same like in business. Yes, yes, of course, exactly. Do they, how do they take it when you beat them? If you uh, they get angry. <laughs> they, they get it very personal <laughs> yeah oh I've been beaten by a girl yeah you know? I had a rival with I beat him in boxing and he didn't came anymore really yes. he quit yes <laughs> <laughs> so they really take it very personally it's not like a, just a sport for them anymore no because I mean like when you think of boxing, normally it's such a masculine, and I yeah. use inverted commas, masculine sport. It's about being strong and tough and fighting. Yeah. And I think quite a lot of men do it because they enjoy that image that comes with it. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. And then to be beaten by a young woman, <laughs> I can imagine it completely emasculates them, yeah. which yeah, is definitely. brilliant. I love yeah. that. <laughs> So do you take part in competitions or do you just do it for fun? Uh, no, I make it just for a hobby. I make it for, it is like seven years now. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. That's great. It's I, a kickbox. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's even more hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Um, my, my daughter, I mean, she's 18 months now, but I would like her to try Something like kickboxing or taekwondo or something like this, you know? Yeah, um, is really good for that. Yes, to <laughs> not just to teach her how to beat someone up if they try and hurt her, but also for the discipline, um, for the health benefits as well. I think it's something... At first, my partner was like, taekwondo for a girl? I was like, yes, <laughs> she needs to learn how to kick ass. Um, that, 
The word that I don't like is for a girl. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate it. I hate it. It drives me mad, you know, anything from colors or toys. Oh, those are girls' toys or boys' toys. It, yeah. it really drives me. Yeah, it drives me crazy. <laughs> I have to fight it quite a lot in Albania because the gender roles are quite strong here. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Um, like when when my daughter was born and I refused to dress her in sort of bright pink, frilly, <laughs> fluffy, puffy, glittery, sparkly dresses. Everyone assumed she was a boy. So they still do sometimes because I dress her like a normal person. You know? Yeah, like normal. She like normal. In the future, yeah. she can choose her colors by herself. Yeah, I mean, she does. She likes pink. She has a little pink tutu that she enjoys, but she picked it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but the clothes thing, yeah, it's it's nonsense. Oh, that's great that you do boxing. I'm happy I happy I found that out now. So not only are you fearless in business, but you can most definitely hold your own physically as well. Um so when you set up this business, I mean you said you the language was a bit of an issue and you didn't have a network, but what what other challenges did you face? Uh, so when you come in a country, you don't know many things. If you don't, eat, if you didn't live there, so you mm -hmm. don't know anything about the laws here. You don't know about the taxes. So yes. anything about the business culture here, experience mm -hmm. with Albanian market and customers. So it was like totally unknown for me. I didn't know yes. anything about Albania. Wow. <laughs> Just my family and relatives which I was seeing once in a year, <laughs> that's yes. it. And also language is a really huge problem because you don't understand your clients, you don't understand your lawyer, <laughs> you don't yes. understand many things, which is very oh, important. Oh, I feel you, don't worry. <laughs> so this um, was the biggest challenges. And you mentioned as well that something earlier about people taking you seriously as a woman in business. Yeah, they don't take... It. In the beginning, when they didn't know me, they were not taking me very seriously. There is also mm. still many people which doesn't take me seriously. And wow. uh, yeah, they think that okay, maybe she has somebody who helps her. They don't understand that a woman <laughs> can be yes. successful in Albania in a man-dominated business. So, mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes it's good because they don't take uh, me so seriously and they don't protect themselves against me as a rival. Mm -hmm. So it is easier for me. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I. it makes me really angry when you say, you know, that they think you have someone helping you who's a man or, you know, it, yeah, that it's it bothers me a lot, you know, that there's still this sort of attitude towards yeah. women that it's impossible that a woman could be independent, could be a, a CEO, etc., and that she has to have a man supporting her to do yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. How do you deal with it? Do you does it bother you? Does it upset you? In the beginning it was bothering me and I was like trying to explain to everybody, no, it's my success. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> But uh, later I said, okay, I don't care about it. So uh, yes. I like I don't need to explain people that how successful I am or something. So I'm just doing yeah. my business and mm -hmm. uh, I'm going on with this <laughs> yes good um now 
talking in general, we know Albania is quite a patriarchal society. Um, this is the sad reality. I mean, I think all societies are patriarchal, but I think Albania, Albania is a lot. Mm, yeah, it's more so there hasn't been sort of waves of feminism here like there have been in the UK um, and other places. Do you think that makes it harder for women to become business people? Do you think it scares them, puts them off? Uh, sometimes it could be like, you can see also the advantages and disadvantages of that. Mm -hmm. uh, like disadvantages is like they feel like everybody kind of threaten you in Albanian mm -hmm. business because you are a woman and you can get scared easily. Like if mm -hmm. you would be a man, they would not, not everybody would threaten you like don't yes. take my tender or don't don't do mm -hmm. this uh this is kind of disadvantage of being a woman because mm -hmm. uh, they think that they can scare a woman yes um, uh, about advantages as i said uh, they don't protect uh, themselves against you and they mm -hmm. don't see you as a rival and they are very unprotected and everything is open so you can fight uh, very easily against them yes Especially, you know, as you're, if you're more clever than them, you know, <laughs> if they don't expect you to uh, be as good in business or as sharp in business, I think you can really use that to your advantage, especially I, in negotiating. I, I think if you have a rival and if you don't take him or her very seriously, especially if he is, if she is just a woman and you don't take her just because she's a woman, you are not clever enough. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, in comparison to Turkey, is is Turkey quite patriarchal? How did they treat you as a woman? Uh, Turkey is also patriarchal, but uh, it is uh, quite, in some way, quite quite modern. Uh, they they are doing business for many years, and they are very get used to work with the moments. Uh, I think it's in Albania is also the we came from later from communism to kind of capitalism and everything is too new to, for Albania. Like, yes. in, as I said, in Al in Turkey, you can see many CEO who is a woman. Yes, this is true. Um, uh, and, I mean, you are successful, you've worked your business, you've had some great achievements Thank locally you. and you're opening up more branches, you have this, this plan of what's going to happen. If you could look back to when you were 18 years old, what would you, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, I would say just the same thing. Like you will win if you are determined. Don't give up. Like because many times we feel uh, like we want to give up, and he said, "Okay, it's enough. I cannot do it anymore." But uh, mm -hmm. don't give up and just keep going. Is there anything, if you could go back to when you were 18, is there anything you would do differently? No. I no? Think I would do everything the same. Yeah, no mistakes? Or... Uh, I, I love my mistakes. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they made me to grow up and uh, yes. be successful today. So I learned a lot from my mistakes. So I would not change my mistakes. It's true. I believe that every mistake... I make, which have been many in my life, um, <laughs> some that are not appropriate to talk about in public, but I've made a lot of mistakes and I've also, you know, I've had a lot of bad things happen to me over the years, but 
I try and think, you know, each mistake, each bad thing that happened to me, um, it happened for a reason because if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in now. Yeah, definitely. You know, so I wouldn't be in Albania. I wouldn't be a journalist. I wouldn't have my daughter, you know, these things. So things might seem very bad at the time or you make a mistake and you think, my gosh, I've screwed up. This was, this is awful. But then you have to think, okay, but that means something better is going to come from this situation. Yeah, definitely. So as I said, I love my mistakes. <laughs> yes, this is, this is great. Um, and I'm sure there are many women in Albania who would love to start their own business or to be a freelancer, to work for themselves, but perhaps they're lacking confidence to do so. so What this, advice? This is all about, like, uh, if you are brave, uh, then you can have everything. So what we like advice is just to be brave. Uh, mm -hmm. It's hard to tell somebody, be brave, but this is the just one point that they need the other things mm -hmm. will come if they are brave enough yes so to have bravery to ignore sexism yeah um to ignore people who don't think they can do it because they're female yeah definitely um and to... don't let people tell what a woman can do or cannot do yes it's very important this yeah so this is all To learn to embrace mistakes. It's mistakes are not the end of the world. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really admire the way, yeah, like you said, you just came here with very little knowledge of the situation here and just started this business and are now supplying the government with vehicles. I mean, this is a huge accomplishment. Uh, you must be very proud of yourself. Yeah, kind of. I'm not trying to be very much proud. So. No, you should. Why not? I would like, I would like to be modest every time at work. So, but I think you can be modest, and I think you can still say, "Yeah, do you know what? I've worked hard for this. I'm successful. I've done well. I don't think it's a bad thing." Yeah, it is not bad things. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me. I, when I saw um, what you'd achieved and then I spoke to your sister a bit about what you've been up to and I thought you'd be a great person for the podcast because it is a really inspiring story um, when I started my business I well I'd been working in a law firm like an advocate's office for like seven years oh. and I hated working in an office I hated sort of working nine to five every day Um, and I had a good salary, I had a good career path, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah, and it, yeah, the uh, <sighs> after, like uh, we grow up like uh, with some uh, stereotypes, like we have to have mm. a good career with a mm -hmm. good salary, we could be happy, which is not true. So later we uh, realized that it is not true and we start to find our ways. Yes. And I, I mean, I was getting really depressed and I spoke to a friend, an older friend of mine, and I said, I can't do this for the rest of my life. You know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not made for this sort of office life. I don't want to be working in an office till I'm 65 years old. Yeah. And he said, find something you're good at and then you figure out how to make money from it. <laughs> That's the advice he gave me. So I went into my office the next day and I quit my job. 
Wow, this is also <laughs> very brave. <laughs> I, I admire have... women who are brave. <laughs> I quit. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a journalist or a writer, you know. And I quit. Um, and I, 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 I quit. And I said, I'm going to be a journalist. And you know, I at the time I didn't have a computer at home because I was using my work computer. So there I was, quit my job, going to become a writer. Didn't even have a computer to write on. I didn't think this through. My mother was like, what do you mean you've quit? How are you going to pay your rent? You know, um, she was so annoyed with me. I said, don't worry, I'll figure it out. So I had an iPad um, and it had a crack across the screen. So it was slightly broken. But that month I messaged like, a hundred different companies. I sent out my CV. I offered to write. I, I mean, I spent so much time doing it and I got work. And at the end of that first month, I earned enough money to pay my rent and to buy myself a laptop. Wow, that's good. <laughs> since then, I haven't looked back. Like it was, but I, you know, I was lucky, I think. Um, I was lucky and... I think not everyone could maybe do that, but I think the lesson from my experience is if you have a dream and you want to do it, the longer you spend thinking about it and planning and analyzing and should I do it, shouldn't I do it, you'll never do it. Yeah, I think definitely. You, if you have the idea and you have the willpower to do it, you just have to go for it because if you if you do it, you throw yourself in at the deep end and you're like, oh my God, I have to make the money for the rent this month. Yeah. Nothing, motiva <laughs> nothing motivates you to work hard, like having to pay your rent or yeah. buy food. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is, this is it. You know, if you want to do something, you just have to really push yourself to do it. Yeah, it looks similar with my story. Like uh, I just decided, okay, I'm going to Albania and I was starting. Uh -huh. And my family was saying, what are you doing? I said, I took my <laughs> ticket and I'm going to Albania. And it was also like everybody was saying, you will fail, you will fail. Everybody yes. just... So it was good because I had no expectations from anybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just waited like for two years to fail. But uh -huh. then it didn't happen. As you said, you have to work hard. Like also I was trying to pay something to business, workers, mm -hmm. employees. And that was, that's why I was working really, really hard. Uh -huh. Like I remember my mum saying to me something like, why don't you just get a part-time job and then you can do your writing and you can get a part-time job just to help you. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like I was determined. But do you know what was funny? When I came to Albania and I opened a bank account, I went into one of the big banks and I said, okay, I want to open an account. And they were like, great, what do you do for a job? And I was like, well, I'm a freelance writer. And they sort of looked confused and went to, <laughs> to discuss with each other. And then they came back and they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I write and I don't work for anybody. I do it myself. I write articles. People buy them and they publish them. And they were like, uh-huh. And then they discussed again. And they were like, people pay you to write? They actually pay? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, but you don't work for anyone. People pay you to write articles for them. I was like, 
yes, that is exactly it. And they were so confused. They really couldn't understand the concept of someone paying me to write and me working for myself. But we got there eventually. But uh, yeah, a lot of people have this attitude. They were very confused. Um, thank you again. Thank you very much for your thank time. Thank you very much, Alice. And it was really nice to talk with you. Yes, and with you. And I wish you all the best. And the to any girls listening, any women listening, um, Arietta's looking for electricians. What else yeah. are you looking for? Uh, they can just come if they think that they are capable of doing something. They mm -hmm. will have a place for them. Brilliant. That's great. Um, I love hearing that. And good luck with your boxing as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Explaining Albania podcast. You can stay up to date with our latest episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Anchor FM. Be sure to follow us on social media as well for upcoming episodes and articles on Albania and the region.